0: Welcome to Unleashing Sister Saints, a podcast focused on strengthening women's faith in Jesus Christ and helping them wrestle through the sometimes complex gender and cultural dynamics in the church. I'm Dr. Susan Madsen, a global expert in women and leadership, a mom of four, and a devoted member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I love the word unleash, and I use it often. In each episode, I try to include research and personal experiences and a challenge to help you feel freed to bring your whole self to the Lord's work. In this week's episode, I will be continuing a conversation I had in the last episode with Tim Wilden, who happens to be one of my six brothers. He is 10 years younger than I, and he has been a bishop and a stake president. He and I have had such deep and rich conversations through the years about women, and various related dynamics in the church. In the last episode, we talked mostly about some of the things that men can do in wards and stakes. And in this episode, I want to have Tim share some thoughts about equal partnership in the home.
1: The thoughts that come to my mind is, you know, there's a lot of cultural patterns that have embedded in in our Society, society, but in the home as well. And they've been perpetuated where the men think they're in charge. Right. And so I come home, I'm in charge. I get to call on people to pray. And it's not Uh, even
0: society. It's the culture in the church, in the
1: church. yeah. Yeah. And I think it continues. And I think in many respects, men continue it right. They keep the culture going, but also women tend to defer. Yeah. And I just remember I honestly get really tired of asking people to pray. And we have that pattern in our home. And I'm like, Danae, my wife, would you please just take this over? I shouldn't even have to ask. It should be like, hey, you know, let's work on this together type thing. So she says, yeah, I'll do it. And after two days, she's like, I can't stand this. (laughs) (laughs) Not that that was a good example of that, but sometimes women do. They just defer or just say here's the way that it's, that it's the way yeah. it is yeah. yeah
0: and we're used to that we're used to the fathers if we grew up in the home doing that yeah. but there's no rule no on that but still we have rules in our minds sometimes they're yeah. not in the handbook they're cultural they're the way we've been raised right
1: and i think when you do that pattern your children see that pattern and begin to expect that same pattern yes. in their in home the next right generation. and it just it actually gets put in place where they don't even know why they're doing it. And these are like traditions that just drive me crazy, right? Especially in that home, these traditions that just don't need to be there. Yeah. So I think it's sometimes quite difficult to have that introspection, first of all, of what you're doing and how to change things or do you need, should you change things, but having that conversation with your spouse to figure out... What do you want to do in the home? And having that conversation with my case, actually having a conversation with Danae and saying, help me understand, how do you want to see the home?
0: Interesting. And actually therapists and, and folks that really work on family and partnership in the state of Utah, I've talked to many of them. They really do recommend a partnership conversation that becomes very deep, about everything that they're doing in the home. Who has what responsibility? Why? Is that what you really find joy doing? Should I be helping here? So even more than just the traditions of calling on prayers or who gets ready or gives more lessons in family home evening or whatever That's, it might be, right?
1: Yeah. Responsibilities over things is the best way sometimes. Sometimes it's sitting down together, talking about it, making decisions together. Creates that culture where the kids can see that and asking the kids for input.
0: Let me just say, when kids, I know the research behind this because when kids see their parents working in more equal partnership, they end up seeing that as expected. And then they, when they're dating, when they're married, they go in that same pattern. Yeah. And so people that have really been raised in homes that have. Really, a dominant father that does everything unless they're very aware and shake things up and realize they don't want to do that. Because some of those relationships, as you know, and I know, even within our own state of Utah and beyond, sometimes lean towards violence and emotional and physical abuse.
1: Yeah. And I was going to mention, I've seen one of the things I did with my children as they went off and they did get married, I actually shared some thoughts with them about expectations. And I shared this thought that expectations are the greatest poison to relationships. So in order to get rid of expectations, you have to talk about them. You have to share them with each other and communicate. And I said, here's an example of one who asks who to give prayer. I use that as a kind of a lightweight example of it. And it's interesting. I go into their home and children participate in asking people to pray so it's kind of a little bit creative there in in that way but i've seen i've had many sisters come into my office as a stake president Mm -hmm. and they would share thoughts with me about the traditions that have caused this violence to them and they felt safe with me thank goodness because i feel like it was a safe place and the holy ghost was there but they actually pointed to some of these traditions being the source cause of like, I have the priesthood, therefore I make decisions. And then you're silent. And then it became physical. It definitely started with emotional abuse and then went to physical abuse. And I saw this many, many times. And a lot of the women out of desperation were just like, well, I've got to leave. One of the things I mentioned to them in each one, and I remember feeling like this was, Good counsel was they needed to be in a place to receive revelation and they can't receive revelation when they can't be, they're not in a place to hear the still and small voice. Right. Which means you need to be still and small, which means you need to have fear and anxiety removed. And in that home, you can't receive revelation. That's so hard. yeah, it's super hard in that situation. And they're like, where can I go? And I've pointed them to the temple. So the temple is a great place to go to to have that peace and quiet right Mm. but it's even going go home go with your parents go where you feel safe find a place and one woman said well i feel safe in the mountains well go in the mountains go spend time to find the answer of what they need to do and to receive that revelation and then they would come back and ask me to sustain That, and in many cases I couldn't, right? I actually give them direct advice in that way because it's really up to them. But this is such a complex area because every person was different. It's not like, I can't give you an answer that just suddenly fixes it for every sister because every single person received different revelation.
0: As I think about equal partnership in the home, that really does mean equal respect. Oh yeah, equal voice. I'm just trying to think what else that means. Equal, you know, even crossing those lines of what typically the mother quote mother does and the father. That we've heard from general authorities that they wash dishes and, and do those things. So it's not cut and dry. And I know in many homes, maybe not many, but some homes. The woman's working full-time and actually the, quote, breadwinner because of certain situations. And so, you know, that personal revelation to me is just key yeah. for each family. And that doesn't make man less than or a woman less than, but that equal partnership. What does that look like? How does that work in our maybe with me and Greg, our marriage might be different than you. And it is different than you and Danae. Yeah.
1: yeah. I think that even the terms that we use in the home, sometimes we need to be careful because it's like, I'll take care of the kids. Your responsibility is to take care of the kids. And I'm so gracious to come in and take care of the kids while you I go babysit. Out. I babysit. I <laughs> babysit. I'll babysit is probably the, the term or I'll do your dishes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, there you
1: go. But it goes both ways. It should be like, you know, I'm doing the dishes. Yeah. Right. It's
0: for the family. For it's a family you know, thing. Or for myself, because yeah. I ate dinner. Yeah. So so what can or should be taught or practices, you know, practiced in the home to generate more feelings of gender equality? What have you seen? I'm sure you've seen and talked to people that do this well, and then probably both sides of the extreme.
1: Yeah, I don't know that I do it super well on my own. So <laughs> It comes to asking the right questions, and it also comes to finding out learning more about who you're talking to, whether it's your daughter or your son or your wife, or it's spending energy as a woman or as a man to be able to get to know the other person. And you can tell if somebody's sincere about that, right? Because you can ask a question, and then you can look at your cell phone or whatever and be distracted by that of course you're not listening in that state so when i say real questions and sincere questions i mean you want to hear the answer and i think that's super super important because that changes the dynamic once you understand and see everybody not as a slave or not as a worker bee or whatever you see them as individuals then the spirit touches you to recognize that they're all equal and god's no respecter of men in my opinion that literally means that each one of us are equal in every way right and some of us have different talents that may be greater or less in certain areas and then in other areas so getting to know each other better i think too many times families live in the same home and they don't know each other
0: and i think challenging the things that sometimes Men do and women may do separately. For instance, you know, we've done a lot of research on finances and especially in my home state, there's a lot of women that don't know, and many of them who've had husbands pass away or leave, and they have no clue what to do in terms of money. I'm looking forward as we look at self-reliance, that means everybody's educated, everybody's prepared, everybody understands money. Everybody knows how to cook, right? Or use their food storage. Yeah. I'm just joking. I'm <laughs> <no>. <laughs> so. well,
1: I think sometimes people think that they're doing the service by doing it themselves, right? I'm going to take this off your plate, so I'm going to go do it. And I think that's often a mistake. I think, especially with critical things, I think it's very important to do it together. I've seen this with uh, spouses that die, you know, okay. and as they die, like what you just said, they don't have a clue what they're doing. But if you do it together, and everybody's educated together on it, first of all, I think you're going to see things differently with different perspectives, then you're going to make better decisions collectively, and you're all going to be educated together with that. And then the kids see that, and that alters the next generation, right? And that's
0: how you do things with your daughters and sons more equally. Sometimes we do, especially through the church, you know, Boy Scouts have always had a different experience than young women, right? And I always think... It's important for you women to know how to how to start fires and all of that, because you're not necessarily with men all the time who can do those things, right? What's some of your advice on, on helping men become, in the literature, we call it more male allies, really help support and lift
1: women? I think I want to simplify this a little bit, and it may sound trite well, as I say it, but the prophet has been teaching us to hear him right he's been teaching us that we can't make it through this if we don't have the holy ghost right if we don't have that relationship and as a father i think it comes upon me and as my wife falls upon her as the nurturers and caregivers of our children to help foster an environment where they can hear him better mm-hmm. and teaching them how to hear him and then when you're in a space where you're talking to other men like when i'm in a space when i'm talking to other men encouraging sharing experiences about that you know if you're sitting in an elders quorum and you're like i'm bored because it's not relief society that's where all the fun happens right <laughs> and, oh. <laughs> anyway uh, we don't know because we don't go there but it's always grass is greener on the other side right but when you're sitting there and you feel that prompting i think you can develop allies and and develop supporters by sharing experiences like that, because the spirit will come and testify of that truth that if you have a child that experienced this and, or if your wife has this moment where she received revelation, you share that sharing what happened in your family can really help others see that. I love it. Yeah.
0: I really love that. And I will say something that just came to mind. Is that if you are really getting, as a man or a woman, getting revelation and hearing the Spirit, you will not be abusive. Yeah. You will not be arrogant over and try to manipulate other people. You will not thrive on contention those things cannot be in the same space. Yeah,
1: they don't coexist. You cannot have that hatred and love at the same time. It just or does not. Or manipulation yeah.
0: or anger or any kind of violence or abuse, which can include, I have to teach a little bit as I'm concluding, can include financial abuse. And there's something called spiritual abuse mm. or physical or emotional. There's various kinds and I just want to say that because I have met way too many women who have been abused for years and decades and have excused it because they are not the head of their home and have put up with that. And I just say to them, that's crap. <laughs> you, you cannot, you need to be in a space where you feel love." where you feel the spirit, where you have a voice, and that is a complex thing to do, right? It's a complex situation, and I'm not the professional there, but what I know is, I support what you said, Tim, that the spirit needs to be there to receive that revelation if we really want to be the best version of what we can be for our families. Any final thoughts?
1: No, just amen. That's So true. I've been thinking if you take the attributes of the spirit and inverse them, you know, you flip them up anytime you have those, like patience is one of them, right? If you're impatient, that's not the spirit. You do not have the spirit. And too often men use this scripture that says, when moved upon by the spirit, Mm. rebuke, right? Mm. And they forget the second half, which is with an increased amount of love. And they're not even moved upon by the Spirit to begin with, in many respects. So they're definitely not going to increase that love after. But we should not be rebuking people mm-hmm. unless moved by the Spirit, which means it's out of love. Mm-hmm. It is completely out of love, and that's why it's so easy to transition to an increased amount of love after that. If it's not done with love, then you shouldn't be doing it, and you definitely don't have the Spirit. So having the Spirit is super critical for life.
0: I'm so glad I had the chance to talk with my brother about some of these important issues for so many women in the church today. For my challenge to you this week, I would recommend that you think about what equal partnership in the home looks like for you. Talk about that with your spouse or boyfriend, a family member, or whomever might feel appropriate to you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Unleashing Sister Saints. This is Dr. Susan Madsen, and I am devoted to unleashing the positive impact of Sister Saints on the world.